Hey guys, thanks for kicking off and welcome to a serious conversation. Hey guys, happy Monday. I hope you're having an amazing day. Today I'm going to be talking about the Netflix series called Dead to Me. Okay, so Dead to Me starts off with the introduction of Jen, who is attending a support group meeting for the first time for the death of her husband, who had just died in a hit and run. And we also meet Judy, whose fiancé had died suddenly from a heart attack. So the two women hit it off. Jen is pissed because the person who hit her husband left him to die. And when Jen says that, and when Jen says she's been having insomnia ever since, Judy gives her her number and, and tells her she has insomnia also and that she can call her any night so they can be awake together. So that night, after talking in her two boys and then crying, Jen decides to call Judy and they talk all night about the people they've lost and life in general until they both fall asleep. It becomes a regular thing that they start hanging out regularly and they build a friendship and Judy even begins going over to Jen's house at night so they could talk in person and watch old movies. So, one day Jen calls Judy and tells her that she's on her way to her house and Judy's like, how do you know where I live? But then, because Jen is a real estate agent, she recognized the house from a picture Jen had once shown her. So she hangs up, gets out of the car, and then rings the doorbell. And guess who opens up the door? Steve. Judy's supposedly dead fiancé. Which made Jen all confused. So she asks for Jen, and he's like, Jen doesn't live here anymore, we broke up a few months ago. And could you please tell her to stop coming here? Or I'm going to change my looks. Being the professional that she was, Jen shakes it up and says, If you don't want her to keep coming back, why don't you sell the place? And she hands him a business card, which she collects, by the way. And, anyways, Judy keeps calling Jen repeatedly that night, but she ignores the call all night. She decides to confront her at the next meeting and tells the whole group that Judy's fiance is actually alive and she has just been lying to them the whole time. Now the rest of the group wants to hear Judy's side of the story. And she explains why she's very sorry because she's not going through what they're going through. She explains that Steve broke up with her because they desperately wanted kids and she had just had a fifth miscarriage. After she explains herself, she apologizes again, runs off and then Jen later thinks about it and then goes to meet Judy where she was working in an old folks home and apologizes to her saying that even if she didn't lose Steve, she did lose five babies and she was also allowed to grieve. So while she was there, Jen figures out that Judy was living in the elderly home she worked at because she hadn't found a place since she and Steve broke up. So Jen then invites her to come stay in her guest house which her dead husband used to use as a music studio. Judy graciously accepts and then she goes to a storage facility to get some of her stuff and this is where we see a car that definitely recently been in a hit and run in her storage room. And then we see a flashback of her being involved in a hit and run and I was like nah they're just trying to gas us up trying to make us think that it's her but it's all part of the plan boy was I wrong. Anyways, 
Anyways, Jen is going around looking at cars that look like they've been in a hit and run recently. It says the police is taking forever to find the person that killed her husband. And she goes as far as to throw a rock at a Corvette that keeps speeding and almost hit her once in her neighborhood. Next thing, Judy gets hit with a restraining order from Steve because she kept on showing up at his house and office. And I guess he wasn't too happy about that. And we also see Charlie, who is Jen's older son, ask her for his dad's gun that he kept for safety in his studio. But she says she doesn't know the combination to the safe. And even if she did, she wouldn't give it. I mean, we all know the statistics of what happens to start kids that get their hands on guns in America. Anyway, moving on. This Judy girl then takes Jen to the same storage unit where she stole the car that she used to hit her husband. Well, not the exact same one, but like, you know, the same place. So Jen got her own storage unit. And then Judy has another flashback of the accident. And it turns out that Steve was in the car the night of the accident. Okay, this is when I got kind of sus. Like, okay, maybe she did kill him. Well, that's messed up. When driving back home, Jen then sees the Corvette that has been speeding around her neighborhood parked in front of her house and takes a golf club to it and, and she goes to town. Like it was the music video of I burst your windows at your car. And then she runs away, but not first of all, because I think the guy saw her license plate. So next, we're introduced to Jen's mother-in-law, who plans to have a little party for what will have been Ted's 50th birthday. And Jen's like, no, that she can't do that because they're having a memorial service on the same day. Which is actually right because she doesn't believe in celebrating the birthday of a dead person. Next, they show Judy at work and then Steve shows up to apologize for the restraining order and that he had revoked it and he tells her that he's working with Jen to sell his house. So Judy tells him that Jen is the wife of the guy they hit and he's like, no, we hit a deal. So Steve thinks that Jen is actually not because why would you willingly invite the wife of the person you killed into your life? And I agree with him. And then we find out that it was actually Steve's plan to keep it a secret and drive up because Judy actually wanted to go to the cops and come clean from the get-go. He then threatens her that she was the one driving and he was the eyewitness. Steve is actually a lawyer so he knows all the technical terms and he also knows how to manipulate Judy. They have a really toxic relationship in my opinion. Like when he shouts at her, she goes, don't shout at me. And then he apologizes and then he shouts at her again. Can't be me. Honestly, you can't. If you shout at me, I'll shout back, please. And thank you very much. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> Judy volunteers to throw the party for Jen because she doesn't even know where to start from. And she has an actual job and she was only doing this despite her mother-in-law. So the party was basically everyone writes something you wanted to say to Ted, put it in a balloon and let it go away. Seems harmless, right? Wrong. Because the cops show up in the middle of the party because of the car that Jen had trashed. Because she had apparently recently reported it to the cops when he almost hit her. But Jen is so mad at the fact that that's what the cops are so curious about. Instead of finding out who killed her husband and just yelled, who did it? Who did it? Who did it? Continuously at the detective until Judy finally confesses to vandalizing the car and takes the blame for Jen. So after all this, she calls her lawyer. Well, former lawyer, Steve who gets her out of the station and then the keys and blah 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 and then he convinces her to move back home with him which I think is just a ploy to keep her quiet but before all this happened Charlie told his mom that he missed playing video games online with his dad 
So she gets Ted's laptop, logs in to play the game with her son when a message pops in from someone called Bambi saying, I missed you. And some other things that I will not say on here, go watch the show. Which is how she finds out that her husband was cheating on her before he died. Yep. Men will actually shame you. So after some investigating, Jen finds out where Bambi works and she and Judy goes over there for lunch. And guess who happens to be the waitress? Yep, you guessed right. Bambi. With her obviously big boobs and her blonde hair. Basically who you'd see in a dictionary beside the word bimbo. And to make matters even worse, Steve texts Jen that he doesn't want to sell the house again. Which is when she finds out that Judy actually hooked up with him the night before. And then the ladies find out that Bambi was dating Ted for about a year and they have. But he had been ghosting her for a while now. Which is when Judy tells her that he's actually dead. And she told him that Ted told her that he was a single dad and his wife died of breast cancer. And in case you didn't hear me when I said it the last time, men will shame you in public. Anyways, so Jen and Judy talk about her moving back with Steve. Jen makes her realize that it was a terrible idea and that he was actually taking advantage of her. That if he could dump her when she was at her lowest, that's not the person you should be with and that he sucks and yes girl, I agree. And Jen had been in the house and it doesn't even look like Judy had ever lived there. It was basically a bachelor pad and I agree. So next up, the ladies go on a retreat for grieving people, which has got to be the most depressing thing I've ever heard of. Anyways, when they're there, Judy hits up with a guy called Nick, and it turns out to be a detective who was on vacation because his best friend and partner had just died. And Nick agrees to look into Jen's husband's case. I mean, this Judy babe knows that she was the one that did it. Why does she want this case to be solved so badly? Like, I guess, like, it's her conscience, you know, but whatever. So next up, Jen is called into her older son's school because he has been dealing drugs. You remember when I said we shouldn't give this guy a gun? Yep. Anyways, we also meet a girl in Jen's youngest son's class who happened to have found Ted's body the day he died. And Judy goes to talk to her and ask if she saw anything or anyone around the crime scene. She says she doesn't. So Jen and Judy talk to Nick to do a scared straight thingy where he comes to the house and pretends to arrest Charlie because of the whole dealing drugs in school. And boy, does this go her way. Because as Nick begins searching Charlie's school bag, guess what he finds? A gun. And things get serious real fast. He apparently stole it from his grandmother's house and he had the safety of, which means that he could have accidentally hurt himself or anyone around him. His mom realized that he was just scared and he took it to use and protect them because he thinks he's the man of the house now because his dad is no longer there to protect them. So then the little girl that found Ted's body, Shandy, she's a really weird child by the way, her and her mom back over to see Jen because apparently she found a part of the headlight of the car that hit him and decided to keep it as a souvenir. Anyways, Judy immediately runs to her storage unit to check the car and lo and behold, the car was gone. Anyways, Jen takes the headlights to the cops and they begin to search for the car that killed Ted. I really don't know why she was still invested in this investigation. After all, she's found out about her husband, but what's my own? 
Judy finds out that Steve was tearing the car apart to go and dump in several junkyards in Mexico. I don't know if it's just me, but this Steve guy is shady as hell. Anyways, they sleep together because she probably has Stockholm Syndrome. So, while all this was going on, Judy loses her business partner, so now she's out of the job. But on the plus side, the police find the make and model of the car that hit Ted and uh, whoop-dee-doo, we have a list of every registered owner of that car in the county and then they start ticking off the names one by one. So, Judy had a pregnancy scare and she knew it wasn't Nick's because they hadn't done the deed. So she breaks up with him because he's not Steve. Like I said, Stockholm Syndrome. Anyways, but Steve apparently has a girlfriend now. And definitely wasn't interested in rekindling things. But it turns out she actually wasn't pregnant. She just had menopause. Yikes. Nick is still investigating Ted's case and finds out one of the cars was under an art gallery called TKG Arts and decides to check it out. Only to get there and see the name under all the paintings is Judy Hill. So now he's real sad. <laughs> so Jen goes to her mother-in-law to beg for a job. So she can provide for her boys and keep a roof over her head. And I kind of feel bad for her. But Judy goes to the police and reports Steve as a money launderer and tax evader and that he was using his gallery as a cover for all these crimes. So that happened and she goes home to meet Jen who is crying because she and her son got into an argument when he tells her that he knows that she and Ted had a fight the night he died. Because apparently they had a big fight and she pushed him out the door which is why he was out of the house by 1am in the morning. So she kept on crying and repeating over and over and over again that she killed him and this was all her fault. And this made Judy finally blurt out that she was the one who hit him and admits everything and how they covered it up and how she feels guilty about it. And the whole time, Jen is just staring at her, not saying a word. Judy is apologizing and begging for Jen to say something and asking, what can I do? And finally, Jen says, you can go die and walks in the house so now judy moves out to the house and jen gets a high-tech security system to protect her family and then heads to the police station and tells the detective that judy has admitted to killing her husband and y'all i kid you not this detective says there isn't enough evidence to arrest her and her admission alone is not enough and then says that she should find comfort in the fact that she knows who did it girl if you don't get Get that nonsense out of my face. Why would a police officer even say that? It's not even legal. Is it? Anyways, Judy tries to reach out again to Jen, but Jen wasn't having it. She tells her to leave her family alone and she threatens her with a gun. And Judy leaves and heads straight to the bank where she and Steve had a joint account and withdraws every time. Which, by the way, I have to say, it's kind of dumb on Steve's part. I mean, you've been broken up for a while now, and you even and you're even dating someone else, but you still have a joint account with your ex. Are you dumb? Anyways, anyways, still on Steve. He doesn't know who turned him into the police and the feds, and now he's getting calls from all the people that he launders money for. But he reassures that he just had to move some money around from the bank, and when he gets there, he realizes Judy took everything so he goes to jen's house looking for her but she's not there and then he and jen start talking 
And the conversation leads to her realizing that Steve was in the car the night of the hit and run. And then she accuses him. And then he turns to a huge argument and he gets a bit aggressive. And then she pulls out the gun. But then they cut the scene. And, and then we see Judy trying to kill herself in the same spot that she had killed Ted. And that's when she gets a call from Jen. And next thing we see is Steve's dead body floating in the pool with blood. And that ladies and gentlemen is where season one ends i personally enjoyed this show like if you like sarcastic comments and bitch faces this is the show for you because jen has them all she's literally me in public anyways like i said it's available on netflix it's a quick watch and i hope you enjoy it if you want me to do a review for season two you know what to do hit me up on my social media which as always is linked in the description below or above, depends on which app you're using to listen. That's all for today's episode, guys. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, take a screenshot of the fifth minute mark of this episode and share on your Instagram or Twitter and tag me to get a shout out and also to recommend a series for me to watch. Make sure you also subscribe to the podcast on whichever app you're using to listen. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, make sure you give this show a five-star rating and review. It will really help me out. I appreciate you guys so much. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.